0: God is good. It's good to be here. Let me tell you what I'm going to talk about today so there's no secrets. We're going to talk about a word that starts with an H. It's in the book of James, and it all has to do with humility. Everyone say, humility. So if you're watching uh, online, if you're downstairs, that's what we're going to talk about today. The concept of humility. You can turn into your Bibles to James chapter but I think this time in this place what the world needs to see from us as Christians with the life of Christ inside of us is people who are humble people acting out in humility our world is frustrated right now right I mean, I went out yesterday and came back, Erica, my wife, uh, went out yesterday, came back, and we both, like we were just out for a little while, had stories of people frustrated with each other, like the new mask ordinance, people saying the phrase, this is going to trigger some of you, but the new normal, how many of you want to punch somebody the next time you hear the new, right? (laughs) I see that. (laughs) Like the world is frustrated on a serious note, like the racial climate is pretty hot right now cancellations, people disappointed, people are frustrated, and I just want to address the kids. Kids downstairs, uh, there's a whole bunch, there might be more people downstairs right now than there are up here because there's so many kids downstairs, but kids, it seems like you're doing a really good job right now. And just rolling with it and keeping a humble heart. Uh, A couple weeks ago, me and my son, Jay, he's eight, about to turn nine this week. But we went into a store. I've been in the store a hundred times. The sign over the door said entrance. We went into the entrance and we got yelled at. Like we were all the way in the store, like already looking at something. And they were like, hey, hey, get out. You can't enter in through that way. And, like, I, don't, I didn't come into your dumb store to get yelled at. Like, there's something inside of me. Like, my pride was just, like, are you serious? Like, we got to go back. Let's, like, kindergarten. Like, go back and walk this time instead of run. Did you ever have to do this kindergarten? So I had to leave the store with my son, go back around, enter into the store. There's hardly anyone in there. It's, like, what a weird, like, it's just my pride. Like, I got so mad. And my son Jay, eight years old, what did he say? Well, oh, I guess we got to go in the store. And he's, like, jumping, like, the little stickers on the floor with the feet. He's, like, jumping six feet. And it's, like, no bother once. Whatsoever, and yet it's us, like us adults. Like we've had all these years of experiences and pride, and when it hurts, like there's something about humility that is so needed right now in our culture. So we are gonna talk about humility. Amen. 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 Okay, so turn to James chapter four. We're gonna talk about these five verses of chapter four, verse 13 through the end, and I want to invite you as we look at these five verses, uh, it's going to seem like he's talking uh, anti-business or anti-making plans. That's not the case. What he's talking about is an unreliant life on God and I'm going to speak about that this morning and what this is really about is us being humble so I want to invite you haven't done this in a little while because we've kind of changed up the order of the flow of service but I want to invite you if you're able to stand with me if you're downstairs kids take a second uh stand with the word of God if you're watching online big shout out to the wallers I know I met with them this week and they're watching online so here's what this text says five verses let's receive this in faith James says, now listen. When someone says listen, you should listen. Listen, you who say. He's going to give an example. I'm sure there's other examples, but he says this, that there's people who are saying, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, we'll spend a year there, carry on business, and make Money, like, the, there's be, like, this is what we say, right? With these kind of, he's going to get to this example. Like, you're boasting, you're bragging about the plans you have, and, and God isn't a part of it. Verse 14 says this. Why, and I imagine him saying, man, but maybe that's a little too uh, casual. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? He reminds us. James says, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Verse 15, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that. And here's the sin, here's the problem. As it is, you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, sins. This is the word of the Lord thanks be to god let's pray real quick lord while we're standing in your presence considering your word these these words of your servant james who was earthly brother earthly half-brother to you lord the one we're praying to jesus this man spent time with you and he encourages us to be humble to look at the future and and be Um, relying on You, not relying on our own strength. Lord, we pray this. We pray for humility. We pray Your kingdom come and Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in Your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all God's people shouted. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Three points today. Last week, people made fun of how I'm doing my points, so I started to switch it up for you. Point number one is this, the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is human pride boasting and leaving god out of things the problem what's the problem what's the problem that james is pointing out here in these verses these five verses well the problem is our human pride it's boasting and it's leaving god out it's like like we somehow know the future is the example james gives us he says you know people are are saying we're going to go somewhere we're going to go this or that city we're going to spend a year there and then we're going to make some money Like, we have these big, boastful plans that don't involve God, and we're boasting, and the boasting of it is the problem. Human pride, boasting, and leaving God out of it. How many of you made plans in January of 2020? Like, my wife said, the the greatest waste of money this year has been a 2020-year planner. Like, what happened like we went into this year. Like I sat down, I've done this in years past. I sat down and I put together like a goals. Like here's my list of things I would like to accomplish and do in 2020. And so many of them were thrown out the window end of February, March, when we had to quarantine, right? Like we had plans to do this and that. And we don't need any more reminders of how unpredictable the future is. Like the, this, this COVID flu virus hits and for some reason still no one to this day can explain to me like why we went into quarantine why there was mass fear and we all went out and bought toilet paper what explain that anybody right now like you have the floor like it was in the world who could have predicted the toilet paper deal and then like the, as we were coming out of quarantine on a much serious note Who could have predicted uh, an officer who will go on trial for a pretty grievous, a horrible thing that sent the nation in uproar and violent protest, some peaceful protest? Who could have predicted that? And then who could have predicted, you know, just as we, like, see, it seems like everything's getting better and restaurants are opening and this and that. And there's talks of schools. Who could have predicted that just a couple nights ago at midnight, like an all statewide mask uh, rule, new thing, restriction, like who could have predicted that? So I was talking to someone, I was like, what if in the beginning, instead of going in quarantine, we would have done the mask thing back in, back in March? And I was like, that's a great idea, but who could have predicted it? Like the, the future, James says it this way. Um, he says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. I think one of the biggest things uh, that this year... I was really excited about going to Cambodia. There was a couple of us, six of us, a half dozen of us uh, from New Life Manitou going to go to Cambodia on a mission trip to visit Noel and Jacob Goodland. And right now, Cambodia is just closed. There's restrictions. We can't go there in the time that we have. And so, like, we planned for something, and then we didn't get to do that. And, and the, the sadness that comes with that, we're gonna, I'm going to mention that later uh, in another week, and we'll, we'll talk about them, the, the Goodlands, as missionaries, and maybe we'll do something for them since we're not going over there to bless them and to work with them and partner with them. But we've been partnering with them already for 10 years. This year, I think maybe this month, they celebrate 10 years of being in Cambodia as missionaries, and we were going to celebrate with them. And it's like, man, the plans change. We don't even know what will happen Tomorrow is what James says. I remember a um, long time ago. I was the college, uh, one of the college and twenty somethings pastors, the staff, about six of us. It was an awesome ministry at New Life Church. It's called the Mill. Any any mill people raise those hands. I see those hands. Um, uh, it was at, at one point. I mean, the high. It was on Friday nights. We had fifteen hundred college and young adults. It was just. It was awesome to be a part of. And we would we'd have these staff meetings that were awesome and passionate. And, and we would often talk about like, well, what's the next big thing? You know, we're at college and 20 something. What are these 18 year olds doing right now that, that will um, you know kind of be the next new thing? How can we be relevant to them? And uh, I remember in, this is like 2004, I was like, the next big thing is probably texting. And in this little little group, people were like, what? Like, send a message on your phone? Like, what, why would you ever do that? And I was, like, throwing out examples. Like, like, you know, if you were, like, picking somebody up, you could text them, and they would come out. And they were like, that's so dumb. Why don't you just go in? Why don't you just call them? And I was like, no, it's awesome. It's going to be great. You, like, text. And they were like, no, that's so stupid. It'll never catch on. And guess what caught on? Texting. Guess who? predicted the future this guy and what I was like i'm boasting about that even now i'm like yeah i got that one right and i brought this up just a couple years ago to one of the people that was in that group and i was like remember when you know you guys said texting wasn't a thing and i was like yeah texting's the next big thing and you know what they said it was so humbling they said i don't remember that i would have never said that texting is awesome and i was like you said it you said it. I know exactly where we were when you said it, and I predicted the future. But what then he did remind me of was something that I got horribly wrong. Because back in the day, this is circa 2007, we were having a similar meeting. Like, what's the next big thing? What are the kids doing? What's relevant so that we could be relevant and reach them? It was, it was something we, we talked about just for fun. It wasn't like an agenda item. It was just like, what's the next thing? What do you guys think? And there was this number that you could text, 4044. You texted this phone number, uh, and you set it up, and then it posted to a feed. And this feed, other people could subscribe your feed so you would text this number in real time i could text right now like i'm preaching at new life manitou send and then it would go to this feed online and then whoever was subscribed to me would then see this thing and i was like that's so stupid who would ever do that why don't you write on a blog this is so silly like the world what has the world gotten to you're texting what you're having for lunch this is so stupid who would ever do this and this little thing that i was so against and said it would horribly fail is called Twitter, <laughs> and 1.3 billion people, users of Twitter, would say otherwise, that I was wrong back in 07, thinking this thing. Who can predict the future? We don't need to spend any more time on this, right? Like, like we, we think that in the past, like, oh, we, we could have predicted that, but no. And we look forward, and we don't even know what'll happen tomorrow, is what James says. And then he says this, what is your life? you are a mist like a fog that appears for a little while and then vanishes nothing is a given we are like a mist not that we are valued as a mist no the human life has great value before the lord he loves us we're not valued like a mist but in some way we are like a mist all of us must deal with the thoughts of our own death and that someday we are going to be a mist that is here now, but then will disappear. I think listening to older, wiser people will always say phrases like, life is so short, right? You never hear a, a, an older, wiser person say, yeah, you know, life just kind of drags on. And, you know, those kids you have, yeah, it takes so long for them to grow up. What do the people say about kids? They grow up so fast, right? Life is here it's a mist, and then it vanishes. James warns us of the brevity of life. Do not boast about the future. Don't boast about anything. We need to live in humility. Number two is this. Of the three points, point number two is this. We should say, this should be our attitude, uh, point number two. We should say, this is a direct quote out of James, if it is the Lord's will. We should say if it is the Lord's will. We could add this to our conversation, but really we need to plant this deep in our hearts. We can't go around boasting about what we're going to do, what we have done. We have to say, well, if it is the Lord's will, and if the Lord has led me here, well, then the Lord is to be charged with the good, the, the what comes out of life. There's a big difference because James, some people look at this passage and say, is James preaching against business and planning for the future no 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 absolutely not you know there's wisdom in planning what james is warning us about is presumption there's wisdom in stacking firewood and cutting down trees in the heat of the summer for the winter right amen i mean as a kid i my dad would take me to the woods we'd cut down trees we would. Uh, I, I was never allowed to use the chainsaw, but I was the carrier of the wood. So we'd carry the wood to the truck. From the truck, we'd take it out. We'd put it in the basement. We had a wood-burning stove. Anybody still have like a real fireplace, like a real wood? Two, three, four? Okay, cool. Uh, they're getting more and more rare because uh, you're just turning the gas. But in the day, like you would be cutting down wood in 90-degree weather. What's the point of that? Well, the point is planning. What's the point of sowing seed in early spring? Well, so that you could reap a harvest later. This is planning. The sin is the presumption. The sin is the pride and arrogance. I I would say it like this, that pride and arrogance are directly opposed to grace working in us. Pride and arrogance are directly opposed to grace working in us. Kids, let me address you again if you're listening downstairs. um, Kids are often asked, what do you want to be when you grow up and the answer to that question the the question that our society wants is like what what would you want to do as a career do you want to be a firefighter do you want to be a police officer you want to be a doctor and help somebody you want to be an astronaut do you want to be a marine biologist Do you want to be an inventor and so kids depending on what they like as little kindergartners when the question is posed what do you want to be when you grow up the answer is always like their career and I, as a, I think as a society, we look at that and it's like, well, that's not really who you are, right? Like your job isn't who you are and what you, you know, your are being. I think a much better answer that maybe I'll teach my boys and uh, you could teach your children is like when you're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a faithful follower of God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> that's a much better answer because you could be a firefighter and be a faithful follower of God. And that's really your identity we should say planning for the future if it is the lord's will we should plan to be followers of god and then in this or that situation we should say if it is the lord's will what am i saying here what is james saying here well i I take a, a quote out of verse uh three from psalm 37 trust in the lord and do good is what this psalm says at the end of this i have one more point and then we'll close this sermon by kind of meditating on psalm 37 because it wraps up this humility it wraps up being jealous about people that that seemingly have it all together and it wraps up just do good be humble and trust in the lord point number three is this we're moving right along point number three is this this sentence this um verse that james attaches to to this idea of humility and not boasting. Uh point number 3 is anyone who does not do the good they ought to do sins. If you see something, you know something good that you should be doing and you just back down. You don't do it. Well, that is sin. We should do the good we are called to do. We are to do the good we ought to do. Maybe you've heard this pretty famous quote, "The only thing necessary For the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. Have you heard that? Like that's, yeah, that's all it takes. A bunch of good people letting evil people, they they should be doing something good. They should be turning this thing around. But instead we do nothing and evil triumphs. Do what is right and be humble about it. Trust in the Lord, as Psalm 37 says, trust in the Lord and do nothing good the antidote to pride and arrogance and this sin of presumption that we have it all together that we could leave god out and go do this and that and we could be great the sin of this pride and arrogance the antidote is gratitude the, the antidote is trusting in the lord submitting ourselves humbling ourselves and waiting upon the lord saying if it is the Lord's will. Would you stand with me? We're going to meditate on Psalm 37. Then we'll go to the table. There's the little baskets. In your baskets as you're standing are are little cups with... the, the the cup and the bread you can get one of those and the table brett will lead us in a moment but the table will be open for anyone who believes in jesus as savior if that's where you're at if you're in here and would say yes jesus is lord he's my savior i trust in him well then the communion table is open for you psalm 37 says this and i, w- I want to read it uh, just for us to receive and to consider these words as we stand Psalm 37 is a, like a, almost a parallel passage with what we just looked at in James. It's poetically put together in this way. It says, do not fret. What a, what a great, I mean, just those three words, do not fret. So, Lord, we come before you and we just listen. Lord, we say we will not be afraid. We will not fret. Although seemingly in the last couple months and who knows what's going to happen in the future, Seems like things at different points in our society are falling apart, but Lord, we will not fret. And we won't fret, says, because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. The psalmist is reminding us that we're like grass, that the people that think they're in charge and doing things and it's it's all like grass james reminds us that that our life is like a vapor it's a mist that's here and then is gone this psalm 37 continues like green plants we will soon pass away trust in the lord verse 3 and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture take delight in the lord i'm going to read that again take delight in the lord He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in Him. Lord, before you right now, we trust in you. Lord, we come before you humbly. We say things about our life and what we're going to do. Lord, if it's your will, because Lord, we wait patiently like a farmer who plants seeds. We wait patiently praying and hoping and trusting that you will enter us and fill us up. And so Lord, we we're reminded of that at the table where you invite us to receive your body and your blood so though we stop and, and we wait upon you and we trust in you and your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.